Hello, this is Christine Peterson with A Toolkit for a Better Life. In this podcast, we will focus on how our bodies and our minds work and give you various tips and tricks, tools and techniques for understanding yourself, being happier in yourself and living a better life. Every week, we will discuss different topics that might interest you and help you think differently to change the way you approach life and yourself. We talk about the little things that make a big difference. Hello. Today I'm talking with Mason de Chachon, who I've spoken with on many occasions in this podcast. He is a friend of mine, he is a colleague, and he shares many of my interests in how our minds and our bodies function and how small changes can make a big difference in how we live our lives. He has the same curiosity I have about life and the interest in discovering new things. So, Mason, how are you today? Fine, great. It's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. So today we're going to be talking about creating effective leadership. Yep. This is, is really a topic which every corporation is interested in addressing. And I think the challenge today is to maybe bring in something new and to make it interesting, because it's a topic which has been addressed many, many times. It certainly is. So... As we usually do, let's start by defining what do we mean by leadership? Aha. <laughs> it's, it's pretty difficult to define leadership. It's certainly, it's difficult just one word or even a phrase. Yeah. Uh, leadership involves a complex set of skills and behaviors, which can be in, manifested in many different ways. But it's possible uh, that if we want to try and establish some single word definitions, this would include uh, influence, for example. Leadership mm -hmm. often in involves the ability to influence and persuade others to follow a certain course of action or to adopt certain perspectives. Mm. Uh, then uh, maybe direction. Leaders provide guidance and direction to their teams, helping them to set goals, create a vision, uh, a vision for uh, the team or the organization. Then I would say empowerment. Effective leaders empower their team members, providing them with the resources and support they need to succeed and take ownership of their work. Hmm. Then there would be collaboration. Mm -hmm. Leadership often, I would say almost always, involves the ability to work with and collaborate with others building strong relationships and fostering a sense of teamwork within the organization. That's key and pretty tricky. Mm. And uh, adaptability. Leaders who are able to adapt to changing circumstances and learn from their mistakes, uh, they are much more effective uh, than others when it comes to driving positive changes and achieving success. Mm. Yeah, well, that's pretty comprehensive. <laughs> So let's talk about what some of the world's recognized experts on the topic are saying these days. Yeah, indeed. So that's what we're going to do. And I know that both of us have been looking with interest at what we believe current experts are saying, which corresponds to ideas of leadership. And that, that's what we also believe in. But before we go into that, let's take a look at some of the traditional views on leadership, which thankfully 
because they were pretty stodgy, have been surpassed and transcended. Okay, so where would you suggest we start, Mason? Well, how about with uh, uh, one of the icons, Peter Drucker. Hmm. Uh, He's considered the, the father of management theory, and he's a highly respected teacher and theorist. Yeah, but he died in 2005. That's true. We're looking at the past. You're right. Uh, And he was 96 years old. So his views on leadership, which represented traditional ways of thinking, uh, are now very outdated. Uh, But perhaps one of his statements, which accurately reflects his way of thinking, which is still, you know, important, was, was when he stated, effective leadership is not about making speeches or being liked. Effective leadership is defined by results and not by attributes. Yeah, you know, there are even some more contemporary exponents of this kind of thinking. For example, Stephen Covey, who is a Harvard-trained teacher and author, he said, effective leadership is putting first things first. Effective management is discipline, carrying it out. like that. Mind you, he passed away in 2012, and he was 80. Yeah. Yes, it's all results-oriented, uh, you know, the old, the old ways of thinking, very results-oriented. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and, and this is why it's helpful to revise this power grid thinking with contemporaries. I'm thinking of people like Sheryl Sandberg, who thinks that to be an effective leader, you have to be able to communicate your vision clearly and inspire others to want to be part of it. Uh, you also have to be able to listen, listen to your team and empower them to take ownership of their work. Uh, Cheryl was born in 69 and is an American business executive, now billionaire and philanthropist. And she served as chief operating officer of Meta Platforms, a position which she stepped down uh, in in August of, uh, of of last year, to 2022. Yeah, very, very recently, yes. Or we could talk about Robin Sharma, who was born in 1964, yeah. Canadian writer, and he was best known for his The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari book series. Now, Sharma worked as a litigation lawyer until he was 25 years old. And then he self-published a book called Mega Living uh, in 1994, which is a book on stress management and spirituality. And he said, leadership is not about a title or a designation. It's about impact, influence, and inspiration. I love the three eyes. Impact involves getting results. Influence is about spreading the passion that you have for your work. And you have to inspire your teammates and customers. Now, I recently read a book by Simon Sinek, which is a, who is a British-born American author and an inspirational speaker. Uh, the book's called The Infinite Game. And in this book, he talks about how effective leaders are those who are able to think beyond just winning the immediate battle, but rather have a long-term vision for the organization itself and its place in the larger industry or community. So thinking out of the box, thinking bigger. Uh, Sinek believes that these leaders are able to create a culture of trust and collaboration within their teams. And of course, this is essential for achieving long-term success. Another leadership expert is Brene Brown. She's an American professor, lecturer, an author, and a podcast host. Brene is becoming very, very popular at the moment. I'm actually seeing her name everywhere on LinkedIn and all sorts of places. Yeah. Brown is is known in particular for her research on shame, vulnerability, and leadership. It's interesting that she puts these three words together, 
shame, vulnerability, and leadership. Now, in her book that's called Dare to Lead, uh, she discusses the importance of vulnerability in leadership. And she argues that leaders who are able to be vulnerable and show their humanity are much better able to connect with and inspire their teams. Now, vulnerability can be a really difficult trait for leaders to embrace, but it's essential for building trust and creating a culture of openness and transparency within an organization. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Uh, another idea we could uh, pay tribute to is the concept of servant leadership. This was popularized by Robert K. Greenleaf, mm. who uh, is the founder of the modern servant leadership movement and the Greenleaf Center for Servant Leadership. This approach for, to leadership is all about getting the needs of the team in the organization and finding them out and placing them above one's own ego, so to mm. speak. Mm -hmm. Focusing, therefore, on empowering and developing the people within the organization. Servant leadership is about creating a culture, a real culture of growth and development within a specific organization and empowering team members to take ownership of their work and contribute to the overall success of the organization. Mm -hmm. In other words, they have to feel that they are truly connected to the motivation and the goals of the organization. They have to become part of it. I also read a book by leadership expert, Liz Weissman. I know we've talked a lot about her. Yeah, uh, She's a researcher and executive advisor who teaches leadership to executives all around the world. Her book is called Multipliers. That's her, that was the book that really brought her to fame. The Multipliers, uh, how the best leaders make everyone smarter. In it, Weissman talks about the importance of leaders being able to adapt and learn from failure and how this helps to create a culture of learning and growth within an organization. She describes two types of leaders, diminishers and multipliers. Diminishers, as the term would imply, are leaders who drain intelligence and energy and capability from their teams, whereas multipliers are leaders who amplify that intelligence, energy, and capability. Hmm. By encouraging a team to take risks and try new things and embracing failure as a learning opportunity, multipliers create a culture of innovation and growth within their organizations. Yeah, in fact. And Wiseman also emphasizes the importance of being able to inspire and motivate others and the importance of building and maintaining strong relationships within a team and with other stakeholders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, Mason, uh, what do you think the takeaway could be today? Well, I guess in summary, I would think, and this is based on on you know how people think about leadership all the time. Uh, they're 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 constantly talking mm. about it, trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work, and and moving away from the old paradigm. Mm -hmm. So it seems that at this point, what's happening is effective leadership is really all about having a long-term vision for the organization and building especially trust and collaboration within the team, which this is Brene Brown, embrace, means embracing vulnerability and then also servant leadership, putting the, the needs of the team and the organization first above your own or the leader's own ego. Mm -hmm. It's also about being able to adapt. Uh, this is sort of um, basically change management, adapt and learn from failure inspire and motivate others and build and maintain strong relationships mm. by adopting these principles 
leaders can really create a, a culture of success and growth within their organizations. It's really about owning and uh, taking ownership and getting the team to really feel committed to really feeling that they care and that they're that whatever they're doing is meaningful within an organization that they're part of something that is embryonically growing and flourishing. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that wraps it up. Thanks a lot, Mason. Thank you, Christine. It's always a pleasure. Indeed, it's always a pleasure for me too, and I look forward to speaking with you another time. Bye. Mm. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. You've been listening to A Toolkit for a Better Life, produced by Christine Peterson. For more information and details on how to contact us, please see the podcast description.